You're listening to the Recovering Religion Podcast, a show where I explore religion through my new experience. This is my personal unconversion therapy outlet, so I hope you enjoy today's episode. Uh, for more information about me and what I'm trying to do through this organization, um, you can always visit Religion Recovery, that's all one word, R-E-L-I-G-I-O-N-R-E-C-O-V-E-R-Y.com in your web browser, and uh, thanks again for your support. Welcome back to another episode here, the Religion Recovery Podcast. We got Julie here with us for part two of my talk with her. And Julie is our resident mystic here for the show. <laughs> I just made that official. You are the new resident <laughs> mystic. So if any shit goes wrong, resident mystic. <laughs> Julie, Julie, it's her fault if something goes wrong. So I'm just messing. <laughs> like, no, don't put that on me. No. <laughs> I reject that responsibility. Totally. Do not put that responsibility on me. Like, I mean, we're in 2020. The There's a pandemic. Yeah. You know, don't put that evil on me. That's not don't my responsibility. <laughs> or, or evil can also be substituted with the term 2020 also. Don't yes, put that 2020 yes. on me because it's the same thing. Oh, my gosh. To me. <laughs> that is my new saying. Do not put that 2020-ish on me. Don't put that 2020-ish on me, bitch. Come on, right? God. Oh, my goodness. Well, <laughs> if you're listening to this and you haven't heard part one, go back and listen to part one. Um, if you are sticking with us here and you're just binging this, welcome back. Um, <laughs> it's been so long since we've seen you. So um, <laughs> I brought with me a couple of my special rocks here, too. Special stones as well. Because oh, this is kind of the introduction here. Is it Tiger's <laughs> Eye, right? Also, yes, that is. That is Tiger's exotic, Eye. Right? And then yep. we have, I don't know what this one is, but it's just blue. And it, it makes me feel nice when I when I hold these rocks. But anyways, that brings me to sage rituals. And um, mm -hmm. all this kind of shaman type of approach. And I, I have personally benefited from these practices in my life like it's weird i know and you can call me weird all you want to but for those listening but i have a little a velvet pouch here the pouch yeah okay do, do you remember <laughs> i don't know if you remember or not but there's a commercial by burger king okay that was done like years ago and is talking about the pouch and oh my god i remember <laughs> Oh my god, the Burger yeah, King. Oh my god, I do. Ouch. Can I just say that Burger King is like the weirdest franchise ever? Like their commercials <laughs> just used to. I used to have nightmares about their commercials. There's, you know, like the king, the, the, king, the king with like the, you know, because like, his 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 head was like an entire full body mask that didn't move or anything. But he's like a person. Oh my god, it was just like the strangest thing. I'm I've like, I'm like, Burger King like is the weirdest. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> I feel like I feel like most people that that I've ever passed driving to Bloomfield kind of resemble the Burger King mascot guy. Oh my gosh, <laughs> so true, Bloomfield. I haven't thought about Bloomfield. Isn't <laughs> it great though to like have to not think about Bloomfield for this long? It is. I'm I'm very gracious. Yes, I've I've been graced with the ability to not have to think about Bloomfield or Farmington for that matter. <laughs> Thank, where, thank uh, you, where, where Tyler and I, yeah, where Tyler and I used to reside. 
this is all in New Mexico talk. So if you didn't get any of that, you're obviously not from New Mexico and you're not cool. So sorry about that. Um, it's like whenever, whenever, whenever somebody usually says to me, they're like, oh, you're from New Mexico. I'm like, I'm from California. Okay. But I lived in New Mexico yeah. for a number of years and I at least have a infectious love of green chili. So yes. that's been, yes. you know, we were at the store the other day. It has nothing to do at all with religion or spirituality, which is totally fine. <laughs> that's but okay. we, were at the store, we were at the store the other day and we're like trying to find hatch green chilies, which is apparently mm. easier to find, you know, gold just lying yeah. on the shelf here. Yeah, than yeah. Egyptian, Egyptian talismans would be easier to find <laughs> at a Walmart. <laughs> yeah, we pass by, yeah. but we could not find green chilies whatsoever. And then, it's I'm a, so yeah, it's, canned shit, too. Not as oh, good. Oh, no. I, I don't know what I'll do if I ever leave New Mexico. I don't think I ever will. I, I love living in Albuquerque too much. I honestly, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm quite rooted here now. I'm married and have a kid and stepdaughter and so it you know I, and and my husband you know born and raised here I don't think he'll ever leave he, he loves it here and, and I do too frankly I'm actually really glad that I've got to set roots here but I but I do ponder about it like what if I ever move and I can't get hatch green chili I just I, I'll cease to exist I'll just implode I become totally. nothing <laughs> I'm my, you know, my entire, my, basically my being is dependent on it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, like, that's I, one of the things, you know, that's one of the things at least I could say with, with Buddha is that he, you know, that's how he reached enlightenment was by properly roasting the green chilies. It's a <laughs> Sanskrit translation there, but um, <laughs> I would do that all the time with people. I, I shit you not. I would make fun of that all the time. Like I would say things like, like, Oh, in the Greek, it means, you know, this means the same thing as just you know stick it up your ass or whatever and it would be the, like <laughs> it would be so people would not because if if you have greek tattoos or whatever you know or if i'm doing it right yeah greek tattoos or whatever you yeah. automatically become an expert on whatever tattoo you have so if you have if i have japanese on my arm i immediately can translate anything in japanese <laughs> I, like if, if i were to do that like i, I just i feel like that's what like if he's not confident to get it on himself, he must know. Like, <laughs> he must really know. Well. Yeah, <laughs> must know. I must trust him with everything. Well, it's it's weird too, and I and that's kind of an interesting segue. I didn't even mean for it to be a segue, but I guess it is. Is it's kind of it's it's weird dealing in the realm of interpretation, and it it is really weird when you can take a a book like the Bible or a religious text, whatever we're talking about, but we'll talk about the Bible here, I guess. But it's interesting to see it be interpreted just by some guy's different experiences than me. And I, I've seen that as like, at least the, the older I get now kind of away from Christianity, I kind of see it as, that's probably a good thing actually that the book is more malleable than I used to think it was, that mm -hmm. it's more flexible than I thought it was. Um, whenever I, you know, and I know you were, it's very similar to this too, at least on how you viewed the Bible. And I'm, I don't think you view it like this anymore, but you know, forgive me if I'm wrong. I don't think you do though <laughs> after knowing <laughs> you, but where I would just say that pretty much like the Bible is just definitive 
absolute truth. There's no errors. There's no sure. nothing wrong with it whatsoever. And yeah. when, you, when, when people that are listening to this come from that kind of background, it makes the next set of topics we're going to talk about extremely uncomfortable. And that's, that's <laughs> I okay. I really don't give a fuck. You can go back into yeah. the, the first one if you want to, but this I, one I'm here excited. is <laughs> this one here is going to be good. So I'm um, I'm wanting to just dive into the weird, the spiritual, the the creepy, the supernatural, the paranormal, whatever it is that we have a thin barrier, or as my LDS friends will say, that there is a thin veil in between. Um, mm-hmm. this life and the next. Do, do you believe that? Like, do, do you believe that, that that there are, like, after you die, are, like, do we keep existing or not? And it's, like, not even 9 o'clock in the morning yet, so... I, <laughs> Let's let's get deep, baby. Let's get deep. Yep. No, I'm I'm down. I'm so ready. So, I mean, just in terms of my personal, you know, feelings around those kinds of things, you know, what I would say is that, um, yes, I I have a very strong knowing within myself that there is um, something, there is something of purpose after we die. Um, Mm. And, you know, quite a big revolution that I've had around this is um, my willingness and kind of my okayness to say, I don't exactly know what that looks like. You know, I don't know the blueprint of what that is, you know, specifically or, you know, uh, like um, anything like that. But I just, I, I do, I, I, for me personally, I feel that there is a knowing within me that there is something beyond, that there is something that occurs after. Um, and I've honestly gone back and forth um about what that might look like. I've played with a lot of, a lot of other ideas. You know, it's, I'm uh, quite often, I'm very taken in by the, by the idea of reincarnation, because as someone Mm -hmm. who, who has done a lot of seeking in her life, you know, over the last five years or so, you know, it's, it's very apparent to me that we don't, we don't figure it all out in one lifetime, right? We, we don't, Mm -hmm. we don't get to experience the all encompassing truths and knowledge and wisdom and things I mean, it, you just can't get it all in one lifetime. So I, so for me personally, I'm someone that that actually very is um, intrigued and um, open to the, the idea of like reincarnation. I also am open and intrigued to the idea that that we as energy just get recycled somehow. You know, whether that's whether that means I suddenly turn into the, you know, the eternal storm on the planet Jupiter, <laughs> or maybe I, <laughs> I, I get to my energy gets harvested into a blade of grass for an antelope to eat. You know, I, I don't know, but I just, I, I do, I very much have this sense of like, there's some kind of, you know, uh, purpose and there, there is a further journey. There is some sort of further journey and whether that, you know, potentially brings us back here on this plane or, you know, we're, we're kind of like, you know, set off, you know, somewhere and, and do we even get to be conscious? I don't know. Maybe we don't get to have our cake and eat it too. You know, maybe our energy is just recycled. I just, you know, and you know, it's fun for me to talk about this stuff because for so many years I was just repressed and not allowed to even think about these things. Right. Like it's, it's just so, you know, you're, you're spinning in the face of Christianity. If you even like allow yourself to think about these things, right? Like there, mm-hmm. there's no permission, you know, to, to even think about anything other than up or down heaven or hell, whatever. Christianity is very black and white and in um, Western Christianity, fundamentalist Christianity is very black and white. And, and what I've uncovered in my seeking is that that's, 
anything that's portrayed spiritually as black and white, as far as I'm concerned, is untruth. There's 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 no mm-hmm. because that 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 then suddenly strips away, you know, the ability to 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 base our spiritual awarenesses off of our experiences, which is the only way mm-hmm. to base our spiritual truths is through our experiences. And experiences should not be um, avoided or, you know, questions should not be avoided. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm very much a seeker and I very much believe in people having the ability and the permission to seek as much as they need to. Mm-hmm. And, and do you think, like, I, I guess on here, like, kind of a, a broader question is I, I follow this author who is so taboo in evangelicalism, <laughs> but I follow him just for that reason. And I've always followed him just for that reason. His name is Rob Bell. I think I've told you about him before. He, um, Oh yeah. You I, were, I, I'm, I'm familiar with him. Now I haven't actually read his books, but I, I do know exactly who you're talking about. And I know that he made some big waves in the evangelical uh, community. <laughs> I mean, he's, yeah. he's basically been con- condemned to hell by everybody at this point, you know, within that community. No, he has. For saying the yeah, you're right. He's been saying. Yeah. You're exactly right. And because he's, you know, if you don't know, Rob Bell was a pastor of, it's called, it was like Mars Hill. Bible Church, not Mark Driscoll's Mars Hill Church, but it was Mars Hill like Bible Church or something out of Grand Rapids and in Michigan. And he was a pastor for a number of years, wrote a number of different books and shit. And then um, what Julie was mentioning too, yeah, he's pretty much been ostracized since he kind of came out saying, is hell an essential doctrine or is it not? And just because he asked the question, he immediately was thrown out immediately before people even read his book i will never forget julie i was in greek class ironically it all ties together here i guess i was in greek class and we were going over the different forms of pos pos upon which is like different verb tenses of a of just a nonsensical bullshit translations shit so like we were just going through this and it was so boring and rob bell just dropped his book called um what was it it was, oh God, uh, Love Wins. That's what it's called, Love Wins. Love Wins, Love that's wins. right. Yep, yep, I remember uh, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I remember everyone was just like, oh, you know, Love Wins, that kind of shit. You know, what, what's the next thing he's going to say? You know, that, that you know, I guess Love Wins so that gay people can get married now. I'm not joking. Those were actual things that people were saying in Bible yeah. college. And But it's it's crazy because a number of the different people that were in that Bible college were also closeted too that came out years later. Mm-hmm. So imagine like being so inept that you can't read a room that potentially, <laughs> potentially there are people in here that are going to be still listening <laughs> to the teacher as opposed to you years later. But I remember I was so struck down so quickly because I mentioned him and I said, have you read his book? And I, I challenged my teacher on it because he said he was started condemning it and stuff. I said, have you read it though? Cause it was just released like two days before. And I was like, uh, you seem to know a lot about this guy, but don't know a lot about the book because I just got it because, you know, I'm mm-hmm. a snobby audible member. So I was able to get it, you know, on audiobook <laughs> with the guy reading it, which is my total thing. I'm into that. If, if the author himself or herself can read it, oh my God, 
it just it's so much different. It's like listening to a sermon or a podcast, whatever to me. So I'm like, oh, I could do that easy. I can knock out. I knocked out three books yesterday. I'm not just. It's not a brag. I'm just like, mm. it, they weren't very long, but I knocked out three books yeah. yesterday. On top of like, I got six miles in last night at the gym too. Oh no, seven miles. I got seven miles in last night. <laughs> I'm, I've been killing it listening to this shit and doing, getting things done. But I was thinking about that recently, and I was like, you know, I long story short, I was like in that class, and I kind of it took me back in that moment for a second there when you were talking. And I was like, shit, I remember that saying, like, did have you ever read his book, though? And the guy just like awkwardly stood in front of the class and was like, well, no, I've never actually read one of his books. And I'm thinking, OK, and just like it's so nice to not hear like bullshit from people. Like if people haven't read it, it's just like, oh, I haven't read it. But it feels like in, in circles of Christianity, it's like if you haven't read it, you kind of have to low key lie that you have. So that you sound confident in your answers, or it almost <laughs> in a weird way you're in a pissing competition with a heretic. They think so they have to, you know, be more oh righteous gosh. and that's, holy. That's, that's all of yes, exactly. That that is so all much like what Christianity has kind of become. Sadly, well, the 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 goal of everything is to always always be right. You always have to be right. You're never allowed to be wrong. You have to be able to back up everything you're saying with scripture. You have, you know, you have to be able to like get yep. in the trenches and like fight with people over scripture and what something means to you versus what it means to them. Like, very the defensive. Is, yeah. I mean, that's just what I feel. You know, when I was brought up in in the yeah in the fundamental church is to just your job as a soldier of God is to always be right. And I just you know beyond right and wrong. You know, on the other side of right and wrong, there's a meadow where everyone gets to mm. just exist, right? Like they, I, I very much have kind mm. of um, let go of these ideas of like right and wrong or good and evil, honestly, because I just feel that they're oppressive, destructive, and just divide <laughs> so much, you know, so much well, of, yeah. of, of our world and our culture. But, you know, that's why that's, you know, and that's, I mean, and that is a very evangelical kind of, you know, ideal, right? Is that you have to be right. You're, you're constantly like, you know, arguing strip scripture and stuff like that. And, Politics. you know, for someone like, you know, Rob Bell, who came out with that book, Love Wins, which pretty much kind of, you know, paints a very different picture of like hell. And is it really a necessary part of the doctrine? And is it even real? And and those kinds of things. And and you know, if we're allowing ourselves yeah, to ask no. those questions, then hey, <laughs> guess what? God really is all loving and all accepting and all inclusive. And it's astounding to me how many people want to argue that. Why would people want to argue? Oh yeah. A, a a a divinity that is all loving and all accepting. You know, it, it's it, it's just. Yeah, but he shuts people really, are hell too. Really, to me, You're it like... really depicts a lot of the sickness within the the religious community, which is, you know, um, you know, number one, we, you know, I have to be right. You know, if I'm if I'm mm -hmm. wrong, then that then that just like totally shuts down my my entire foundation of life. I can't be open to, to new ideas or any you know any anybody else's truth. It has to be this or or I'm lost, and that's terrifying to people. Right. Oh, like people terrifying. who have just been so grounded and founded in this fundamentalist type of, of, of Christian faith. And it also, you know, if you're looking at things from that perspective where everyone is all inclusive and everyone is accepted and loved by God, um, you don't get to be self-righteous anymore. <laughs> you kind of at some point you kind of have to say, mm -hmm. like, 
you know, God is loving and accepting of everyone exactly where they are in their lives, you know, in their truths and their struggles and their challenges and their suffering and their, in their differences, you know, there is room for members of the LGBTQ community to exist. There's, there's room for, you know, uh, you know, poor people to exist and, and to uh, hold reverence for, you know, those kinds of, I mean, just everything, right. It's just, it's just a plethora of, you know, of everything. It, and, and it, you know, I don't know, I, I'm just constantly going back, you know, the things that I ask myself when I find myself like spinning out, or if I'm, if I'm doubting myself or the knowings that I have spiritually, I just consistently tend to go back to either God is all loving or he's not, you know, either, mm -hmm. either divinity does hold space for all of creation and everything within it, or it doesn't. And no. in, in my experience, I've, I've consistently come back to the truth that God is all loving and that there is room for everything. Otherwise, I mean, we wouldn't be here, you know, or yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure if there was such a, you know, fire and brimstone God, I mean, and, and if there were really things going on here that God hates and so forth, I mean, why wouldn't he just be throwing us in the pit already? Just, you know, mm -hmm. oh, you're, you know, you're, you know, I'm, I'm, you're not obedient enough. You're not good enough. You're not whatever. We're just going to toss you to the side. And I feel like, Western Christianity has just kind of painted God as this just like a big ass Santa Claus in the sky, right? Like, mm -hmm. oh, if you're good, mm -hmm. you know, maybe you'll get to go to heaven, you know, maybe if you're good, you know, but if you're not, then you're just, you know, you're shit out of luck, right? If you don't, if you don't abide by all these laws and if you don't adhere to all these truths that your, that your pastor is telling you or that your priest is telling you, even though it has nothing to do from your perspective or, or experience and you can't even identify with it because this is just one mm -hmm. person's view, like, I mean, it's just crazy. It's just, it's just all kind of ludicrous to me when you start looking at it that way. So one of the reasons why I bring up Rob specifically, Julie, on this was that he came out with a book called Everything is Spiritual. And it was kind of a follow-up to his original one that he wrote a few years back called The Same Thing. And he kind of has revamped it and re-edited it. He, he went and redid it pretty much and he re-released -re it. And it's just the content from the first time versus now is just, you see the, the spiritual evolution of this guy in a very positive way. And I just was going to ask something very similar to that because he, that whole, a whole idea of that and why I bring it up, why it was such a big segment thing for me is it, is it is everything that we know around us actually has a spiritual underpinning to it because that's one of the things that I want to get to you about with mysticism and, and shamanism and stuff too, because I feel that I feel at least my personal opinion, I feel like there is, there is a connection there, but I wanted to find out from you what you thought on that. Is there, is there underpinnings of everything that we see right now? Is there actually like a spiritual side to this world? And if there is, how do you get in touch with that spiritual side? And like, what have you, kind of experienced in that world? Well, the story that comes to mind in terms of how I kind of want to answer that. So Father Richard Rohr, I, I was listening to a, a talk that he did fairly recently, and he was talking about this monumentous occasion where he got to go to Assisi, where, you know, and he's a Franciscan monk, right? Uh, St. Mm -hmm. Francis of Assisi. And this was like the first, you know, hermitage that he was going to go on to this place where this 
you know, individual is that he feels like he knows. And I've actually done a lot of studying on him through Richard Rohr's classes um, through the Center for Action and Contemplation. And St. Francis was quite a remarkable individual. I would highly encourage anybody to study him a little bit in his life and his messages. But anyway, <laughs> Richard talks about going to Assisi to uh, to go to this place where there are like these these monks, these hermits, right, that live in this place where St. Francis lived. And, you know, they're, they're just monks that live up there, you know, separately from, from the other communities in the area. And, you know, Richard's talking about how excited he is to go up there and be in this place and get to spend time with these individuals. And he gets up there and, you know, he's, he's very much expecting these very, you know, very somber, quiet individuals. Because these, I mean, these people literally don't leave, you know, this, this building, this monastery for, you know, six months at a time. And they, they might speak to two people, you know, during that time that they, they just sit up there and meditate and pray and do all the things. And so he goes up there and he's very much expecting this very like reverent, you know, somber kind of experience with these people where he's potentially going to have to like, you know, really engage them to get them to be willing to speak and everything because they're very, you know, quiet. They don't communicate a lot with people. And his experience was very opposite. He went up there and he talked about these individuals who I think one gentleman that was up there had not left the monastery in like two years and had barely had a conversation with a person in two years. And, you know, Father Richard's up there and he's like engaging with this person. And this guy is just so excited to talk to Father Richard. And they're just, I mean, he, he just can't get him to shut up. <laughs> basically like they're just, they're just you know yeah. they're just so you know this guy's so excited to have father richard up there and to have someone communicate with and father richard said that the one thing that this that this monk asked him to relate to the world this this monk says to him you know father richard you get to speak all over the world and you get to write books for people and you you just get to be with the people you know you get to be with all of these these spiritual seekers and he said he said can you just tell him one thing for me and he says, of course. And this monk says, tell him that God is in here, inside. He's not out there, you know, in the universe somewhere that we can't see. He said, just tell, tell the people that he's right here. He's right here inside mm -hmm. of us. And I just, that just mm -hmm. spoke to me so much. I mean, what a lovely message, mm -hmm. right? I mean, and, and yeah. you know, God is as close to us. Spirituality is as close to us as the breath in front of our lips, you know, as we breathe, we're, we're glorifying God, you know, as we speak, we're glorifying God, you know, God can hear us better than I'm speaking, you know, he knows my heart, he knows my, you know, my, my mentality, my mind, my, my thoughts, all of it, there is such a divine presence within all of us and outside all of us, right, in, in the lives mm -hmm. of others, in creation, I feel that there is so much purpose and divinity and, and divine love in, in creation as a whole in our earth and our you know, our animals and the cosmos and everything is just, to me, there's just so much spiritual presence in all of it. And it's all attainable. It, it's not some far off distant place. Like you're saying, it's a very thin veil. Yes, I, I totally agree with mm -hmm. that statement. There's a very thin veil between, you know, the, the physical realm of the mind and physicality, you know, as, a, as opposed to the realm of, you know, spiritual things and things that we maybe don't have great understandings of. You know, and that's for a lot of people within the Christian faith, that's a really terrifying thing because we're supposed to know everything and be right about everything and understand everything. Right. We're not allowed to have we're not no one's ever given permission to 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 wonder at the mysteries of the world, you know, and, and so many spiritual truths are fundamentally unsolvable. And they're that way mm -hmm. for a reason. <laughs> it provokes our mm -hmm. seeking. It provokes our desire to actually put effort into building a relationship with the divine. So yeah, I absolutely, absolutely believe that there is 
things of spiritual nature within and outside and all around us and that it's quite attainable. It, it's not, mm. it's not something that's impossible to touch. Yeah. And, and do, do you feel in, in your experience, do you feel like you, you have touched over to the other side in a way? Absolutely. There is another Absolutely. Side. And I, and I've, and I've done that through a lot of different things. I have, I have touched that space through meditation. I have touched that space through prayer, contemplative prayer. I've touched that space through, you know, studies of, of, of different religions, the Christian religion, um, you know, Buddhism, Taoism, even a lot of the, the, the pagan beliefs and rituals. And, you know, that, that term ritual is very shit on in, in the, in the Christian community too. You know, any, if you light a candle, that's demonic, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just like, yeah, exactly. there's, 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 there's so, there's so much, um, you know, there, there's just, there's no permission. There's, there's no allowance for anything like that because any, you know, cause that's all considered like, you know, uh, witchcraft or demonic and, and those kinds of things in anything that's considered pagan and, and all of that stuff. But I have to say from my, you know, from my experience, what I've actually learned, and I feel like this is, this is a communal human experience and almost a, a human need for us to be connected spiritually with things is, is to have ritual, to have ceremony, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I know this is something that you're, that you were going to bring up and I'll just do it for you. You know, recently I went Please. to Denver I, I stepped into a, a, you know, I'll call it a beauty ritual. There is a, um, a gal in Denver who owns, oh my gosh, what's it called? I'm going to botch it. Oracle offerings or something like that. Anyway, her name is Brie Bird and she is, um, you know, she's a, a, a beauty mystic in Denver and she incorporates mm -hmm. things like Reiki and tarot and, and shamanistic, shamanistic practices into Western beauty rituals. So I nice. went to her because um, I, I just needed a change. I'll, I'll just be frank. You know, my husband and I have probably got through one of the most challenging things we'll ever experience in our marriage recently. And um, it was just really important for me to have, have some kind of experience of like shedding and starting fresh and all of that stuff. And, and what, you know, that's that in itself, that's ritual, that's ceremony. That's a very pagan thing. You know, we'll just call mm -hmm. it what it is needing to have, you know, some, some kind of moment, a monumentous occasion to mark, okay, we're ending this season of life and we're starting a new season of life. And that's very pagan and ritual. You know, that's very, very pagan. Yeah. The seasons, the changing of the seasons and the appreciation of all of the different elements and things like that. And, you know, I feel like the Christian religion has kind of uh, pulled away so much of, of that human need to, to have ritual and to have ceremony around things that are important to us. And I think that because we've gotten so far away from that, it's actually taken away from our ability to uh, hone in on our spirituality because there's not a lot of places in our culture you know, for ceremony, for rituals, to to honor certain things and to feel like we're getting to move forward. You know, it's it's important to really have kind of physical manifestations of that so that it feels real for us, you know, when we're moving forward or embarking on new journeys and things like that. So I went to Denver and she, you know, I kind of explained to her kind of what was going on in my life and, you know, why I was wanting to do this. And, um, she uh, she helped me kind of nail down some colors, and so my hair now is blue. It's blue and purple, <laughs> honing in on that mm -hmm. uh, that sh that th that throat chakra color, the blue mm -hmm. color of your throat chakra. You know, um, honing in on your voice and just being confident and speaking your truth and those kinds of things. And so she um, she she dyed my hair, she cut my hair, trimmed it, you know, and actually gave me she she 
made for me a little uh, pouch with some of my hair. Um, she put some oils in there and some wax in there, and she was providing me something to use for a new a new moon ritual when I got back home to do in a few weeks. And I've done new moon rituals before, so I kind of had some context around it. But just to give you some context around it, um, yeah. new moon rituals are very much, you know, letting go of and inviting in. What are you wanting to release and what are you wanting to invite into your space and your journey? And so what what I did with her is she gave me a piece of paper. And I know I've, I've done this with you too now, Tyler, but um, oh. she had me draw a circle, a piece of paper. And on the inside of the circle, she said, write down what you want to invite into your journey, into your space. What do you mm. need right now? And then on the outside of the circle, write down everything that you want to release. What do you want to give back? What do you want to get rid of? What's weighing you down? What's keeping you from being your authentic self? You know, all those things. Mm-hmm. And so I did all those things and we, you know, folded it up and put it in my little pouch with my hair, you know, and everything. And it sat in my cabinet for two weeks. And when the new moon came, I went outside and um, I dug a hole in my yard <laughs> and I... <laughs> Um, meditated for a moment outside in my yard and thought about all those things. You know, what do I want to manifest for myself right now? What do I need to let go of? And then just, just the process, just the physical ritual of getting to bury that. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's, 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 I mean, and what a simple, small thing to do, but there is so much, so much value and worth in doing something like that for a person. You know, I, I personally get so much out of, you know, holding space and making time to do things like that. I mean, those are the moments where I feel most at peace, you know, because I am, I'm putting time and intention into, you know, how to, how to best serve myself and my purpose and my journey as, as well as, you know, letting go of the things that I need to. Um, And it is those those simple little things like that are so profound, you know, and it, I I mean, Mm -hmm. I can even feel it. I can feel a spiritual mental shift for me when I, when I, when I do rituals like that. And, and I wish that more people were, were kind of open to, to, to letting themselves kind of have those moments, you know, making time to, to put intention around things, you know, mm-hmm. and again, I think that because we've gotten so far away from, well, number one, Americans can't sit still. We can't sit still for five minutes to sit down and no. actually think <laughs> about those kinds of things. I, you know, right now, I do think that there is a major shift in consciousness going on, you know, med- things like meditation and Eastern practices and, and even pagan practices. I do think that overall, there is a shift here which is good but generally speaking especially within the christian faith right i mean there's there's just no room for any of that there's no space for any of that no and it 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 almost seems to like in a way there's there's like i want to kind of touch on what you were saying too because it's christianity kind of views it as witchcraft and Mm -hmm. i've heard a number of different people say similar shit and at the same point though it's like but does that really matter at the point? Like if, mm. if an old book that literally is, you know, talking about a dead guy that raised back from life and, you know, they used mediums and then, you know, used a summoning jutsu and got back. Um, I've been watching too much Naruto. Um, <laughs> they used a, a reanimation jutsu and brought back, you know, um, Samuel and shit like that. in the old Testament too, using like, I think it was the witch of Endor. It sounds like a, a long lost Star Wars book, but it was it's actually the name of it in the Bible is the Witch of Endor. So I don't know if that's where it comes from, but um, Ewoks or not, it's it's a very strange, um, <laughs> it's a strange story to say the least. And it's almost like it does it really matter at that point as much as it is about your intention. That's kind of my question. Is like 
if it's witchcraft or not, I don't really give a fuck at the end of the day. As long as it, it what's your intention behind trying yes. to do this shit? Yeah. And like, uh, if, yeah. for you, is it like grounding? Is that, is that like the, the kind of, what's the, what's the emotional benefit in your brain at the end of this? You're like, okay, morning over. Now I can, it's, is like grief cycles where you're going through like that time. And then you're like, I'm processing, I'm processing. Okay. And then I move on. Here's the end point. Is that what it is? Because that's that's how my brain is like interpreting it. Sure, sure. And and I well, I mean, yes, yes to all of it. I mean, you know, rituals can can mean and manifest so many different things for different people. But for me, yes, I will say that doing those kinds of things, it's really and, and it is, you know, what what's more important, the intention or the action? And I will say intention every time. Intention is the most yeah. important thing about anything in our lives. It's not even the action of it's it's the intention behind. That's the most important thing in a human life, as far as I'm concerned. And, um, you know, when I, when I do make time to do these types of rituals, you know, you're making time for yourself. You're, 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 you're setting a space of reverence and honor for yourself. And that in itself, you know, kind of gives you more of an ability to touch into things of a spiritual, spiritual nature, you know, um, uh, I'm being, I'm, I'm being kind to my authentic self right now, what I need, and that makes me feel good. And so I'm open and vulnerable now to actually receive, you know, messages or, or, you know, presence from spirituality and the divine. Um, and it is extremely grounding. It is extremely grounding to do things like that. But the other thing for me that's, that's really important in these rituals, and it's, I think honestly is why, why I do it and why humanity as a whole has been doing these types of rituals, you know, for, for centuries or whatever is because it it makes it real. It makes hmm. things real. It makes transition real. It makes embarking on a new journey real. You know, it's not just some, you know, oh, I'm waking up today and I'm just choosing to, do, you know, to, to think a different way or to, you know, um, uh, let go of something. If you really don't take the time to sit down in ceremony or ritual to really embrace that and give it some, give it some reverence and some time to manifest itself, you're, you're just going through the motions. You're sleepwalking. You're, you're not even yeah, living exactly. your life. You know what I mean? And so these rituals really give you time and space to actually get present with yourself and get present with your mm -hmm. life and actually, you know, get something out of it. <laughs> Basically, I feel like. <laughs> Which is like, it feels like in my mind, that's like what you said there is perfect. Because I was just about to say, like, I heard a. I heard a comedian recently say, um, I think it was on Twitter or whatever, it's one of those like screen grabs whatever from a comedian's account. And he said, he said, all these uh all these white women out in Southern California be lighting sage and everything, um, <laughs> you know, when they don't realize that they're the demon in the house. And I'm thinking like that was actually like low key though. That was actually like low key though, that was actually really good. Um, <laughs> uh, not gonna lie. I was like, okay, I was like, I feel I told Xavier, Xavier showed that to me. I was like, I feel personally attacked by that. Did you show me that? Because I stayed, but he's always showed me that. And he's like, I'm not saying anything. I'm like, I'm like, well, I feel like that's such a good observation though, because in a way, like if you aren't taking it seriously or you aren't mm -hmm. really thinking of the implications of what it means, then mm -hmm. it is just religious rote nonsense. And that's the thing, like it would mean nothing in my opinion, it would mean nothing if there is not a thought behind why you're doing it. That's the whole point of it. Like shamanism, mysticism, all of these things seem based around like 
you understand, right, that there's shit going on in the world and you understand how it affects you and you're part in it. And it's like, mm -hmm. in a way, it, in a weird way, in a weird way, like, yeah, we bring a lot of the bad energy, in my opinion, too, on ourselves. Like, yeah. and it almost seems in a weird way. That's why I, I saw this video of, like, saging. And I want to talk about this just for a second. That's okay. Like, yeah. because I talked to you about it before, like, about... Like I wanted to sage my apartment and a weird thing for me was like, I had to get over that, the hump of awkwardness of trying new things or experimenting new things within other spiritualities. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, a saging my house was always a thing. It was persona non grata. Mom always did it. I thought she was crazy. Blah, 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 blah. And I, I was like, Oh, you're bringing all the bad juju on yourself. Right. To quote Andy Fortnite's, I was excited to bring all the bad juju on me. Um, <laughs> it's, no, it's 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 true. It feels like like there's a that there was a lot of that that I I was believing for a long time that you know there whenever mom would call in a, a Navajo witch doctor, which by the way was a very common thing from where mm -hmm. we're from mm -hmm. in New Mexico. There's yep. a huge tribal influence from the Navajo Nation there that is extremely. Is it, I'm not sure, is it animistic? Because it's, it's talking about, like, I can't remember what it is, but there's, like, different terms of different religions, whatever, that are kind of based culturally. But I know that it's it's a lot of paganism, for sure. A lot of just mm -hmm. kind of pantheism, too, on, like, how mm -hmm. they view the world. If None of this makes sense and it's too early for it. Just that we're all in one with nature and all is God. We are God. All is God kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And that's that's kind of like the mindset, which is eerily similar to so many other religions and so eerily similar in so many other rituals that I've done for other religions, too. But anyways, the saging part was weird to me at first. But then I saw a video about it where this, this chick actually saged herself first. And I was like, that's interesting. It's almost like before you go and take care of all the other bad shit on the airplane, make sure that you have your mask on first. Yeah. Especially in COVID, world, right? Make sure you got your mask on. But that, <laughs> that too, like make sure, make sure you're taking care of yourself first. So you're not just going around spreading shit everywhere else in your house too. So yeah. do you feel like there's, do you feel like there's any validity to that to like, to getting rid of energy in your house because I feel I feel different and I don't know if that's just a placebo and I'm okay if it is <laughs> but I, I, it's a good placebo and it's better than me you know preaching sermons about it so at Absolutely. least that's my opinion Absolutely, <laughs> and I, I pretty much feel that way about about any you know device or teaching or whatever if it's if it's not causing harm to anyone and it's actually helping you, then what's the big deal, right? I mean, that's just, I feel like those kinds of things yeah. should just, you know, be just, but, you know, just going back to the Christian faith, I mean, we, we're we not even allowed to do that. We have to tell people that's demonic and you can't be doing that and that's wrong. Well, why are you going to tell somebody that if it's actually helping them? You know, look, this person hasn't, you know, drank in, in three weeks because of these rituals. Don't you think that's a good thing? You know, or this person is like, mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're stepping out of a suicidal mentality because of these practices that they've, you know, taken on and, you know, meditation and, you know, saging and, and other things like that. And, and, you know, the, the fundamentalist Christian, you know, community just wants to shit all over that stuff. <laughs> you know, there's no room for that. 
But um, no, I, I do absolutely agree with, um, I mean, for me, it, it is a very real thing. And it, it is, mm -hmm. regardless of whether it's the physical stage itself, that's like inviting or doing whatever, I think, again, it just goes back to intention. You know, my intention no. right now is to, is to cleanse my space and my spirit and to invite peace and, and unity and whatever it is that you're manifesting. And I'll just tell you when I do a sage ritual, like if I'm staging myself or, or my home or a certain space in my house or whatever, this is, I'll just tell you kind of the chant that I, that I tell myself. And, and I like what you said about the girl who actually saged herself because I do that before I do any saging anywhere. I always sage me before I do anything. And so I'll light my sage and I actually have a feather and I'll, I'll, you know, kind of sift it on myself with my, with my feather that I have a little, I have a little Turkey feather from Kentucky where I'm from <laughs> that I found in the woods years ago. And I just kind of, you know, it's a blessing. I'm blessing myself with, with this, you know, with this natural product of our, of our world and our earth and just, you know, holding reverence and space for that. And as I'm doing that, I'm telling myself, I bless myself with the sacred sage and ask that all fear, judgment, disease, confusion, bitterness, resentment be removed from my spirit and replaced with love, mm. acceptance, forgiveness, you know, what, whatever those, you know, and just kind of let it spill out. And it's different every time, you know, it's not, it's not a script. Mm. You're just giving yourself yeah. permission to just feel and be in what you are and that's that's what grounds me you know that's that's like it pretty much before i do any ritual of any kind i do that just to get a, a good sense of grounding and what am i feeling right now what do i need and what do i need to let go of and then i'll go on about the external piece of the ritual you know blessing my house you know blessing my husband blessing my my stepdaughter whatever it is you know just doing it for the self is all i i think that's always a, a that, that's best practice ritually is to you know, hone in for yeah. yourself first so that you can get in a good place so that your intentions are balanced and in check and manifesting what you need in the moment. I like that. I like that a lot. And it's, it's, it's weird to me too, because I feel like these are all kind of, this is all related in a lot of ways to like the kind of what's going on deeper inside of your body. And in my opinion, that's, that's chakras a hundred percent. And I definitely want to hit on that too you know before we before we come to the end here too because i'm like i feel like chakras like kind of understanding that system of energy right at least how i'm defining it right chakras are a system of energy points like pressure points it feels like that's in your body that will interpret how you view or how you intake certain things that are happening in your situation or in your psyche so that's that's kind of just off the cuff early with like mm -hmm. three hours of sleep. That's what I got. <laughs> but like, <laughs> so I'm like, I've been trying to learn more about it, but I want to get your take on it because I know you mentioned earlier in the last episode too, like about, or no, it wasn't this last, it was this episode. That's how long 2020 feels is that it feels oh like gosh. this episode was already last year. Um, yeah. So <laughs> don't put that 2020 on me. Um, don't put that on me. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I, I like what you said because you're like, there's different colors that attract certain things. And I, at first, the first time I ever heard that when mom told me that, I just, I was just like, that's bullshit. It is like the first, <laughs> like my initial reaction. Like, and I feel like that's a lot of skeptical people with chakras is that they hear it and they're like, okay, I watched, uh, there was an anime that mentioned it. Okay. I heard 
some woo-woo psychic say chakras <laughs> before I see, you know, weird charts. You know what I mean? Like, if you think about it, you're like, I was on Pinterest and I saw a chart with like seven different circles that, you know, five of them were near my groin and it looks painful. <laughs> like, <laughs> chakras are scary, but they are like really like, I, the first time I heard about it, like in an official form, I was interested in this guy that that I met on Grindr or whatever back in the day. And like this is probably like three years ago, maybe. I don't even remember. But I remember because we 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 were intention we were intending to hook up, but it ended up turning into just a spiritual conversation. And I was okay with that. Mm-hmm. Even though I was I may have been sexually frustrated at the moment. At looking back, it was actually incredibly formative. And it was weird because, like, the guy had no furniture in his house, which should have been, like, a big indicator that you probably should have left. But I was like, somehow or another, I wasn't murdered, and I'm here. And he showed me this video about, you know, chakras. And it was, like, this little animated, cute little video about it. And it's no always way. been in my head ever since then. Yeah. And I'm like, in a weird way, it was like, that was a, a really good gift, actually surprisingly so mm-hmm. i want to get your kind of opinion on it like the first time i heard about it it scared the shit out of me because i was like um i don't want to especially too there's, there's another part of chakras that i think scares people the most and it's like kundalini shit which is mm-hmm. legit looks like the christian paint any christian painting you want to look up of satan legit <laughs> looks identical to the drawings that you see and so you'll see kind of if it's Christian propaganda or religious conservative propaganda that kind of makes it look like, oh, this is just pure money. This is from the serpent kind of mm-hmm. shit. So mm-hmm. I, I want to get like old Kentucky, this is a from the serpent bullshit stuff mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. evolve Julie now. How did you come to understand this shit? And like, what's your take on it exactly? And why are chakras important? Are they important? So let's start with, I feel like the best way to answer that is just kind of just, we'll just barely touch on the origins of, of shot, you know, where, where does that word even come from? What's, what's the origin of that? So sh- the word chakra, that's, that's a Sanskrit word. And, and if you've done any studying in, in language or hieroglyphs at all, you know, in the, in the, the history of humanity, Sanskrit, as we know, it is the oldest language written language that anybody has ever touched that that is like the oldest language that there is um in in written form and so you know we're we're talking about very you know very 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 um old world spirituality here you know there this is like you know very much the shamanistic kind of healing practices and things like that this is you know I, I just, and to me, that just brings a sense of reverence to it already. I mean, this is like some of the first, you know, uh, spiritual truths that humanity had and decided to write down, you know? And so mm-hmm. um, just knowing that in and of itself just kind of provokes a sense of reverence for it. But the word chakra actually means disc or wheel. And that refers to the ener- the energy centers in your body. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, every wheel's kind of spinning and doing its own thing. It's got its own purpose and that kind of stuff. And, you know, every, every chakra has, you know, it's, like I said, it's got its purpose. It's got its, its manifestation, the things that it, that it touches, you know, within your body, within your spirit. And, you know, what I'll say for me, 
I actually have a tattoo of the of the sacral chakra on my arm because oh, okay. that's the chakra that I um that's the chakra that I've had to do the most work around. That is your pleasure chakra. That's your sex chakra. That's your chakra of creativity, mm. of permission mm. to be authentic self. And you know, given my history and what we talked about in the first part of this, you know, kind of my being found out as a member of the LGBTQ community when I was like fourteen, and I was you know brought up in this very uh, you know, conservative fundamentalist Christian home, you know, I've, I've really had to do a lot of work around that chakra because of all of the shame and just the violence that was kind of intruded upon me and my spirit because of this one thing. And so I've spent a lot of my life trying to kind of dig out of this, like, you know, you're not evil, something that you should embrace. It's okay. It's, it's, it's something that's good to do, you know, and so that's why I have a tattoo of that as a reminder of all the work that I've done around that chakra to get that chakra balanced out and to respect that chakra and, and the place that it has in my life. And so every chakra kind of has its own, you know, purpose and its own reflection of your humanity. And, and if you, you know, if you're just kind of going and, and, you know, I'm really not like a, a mystic around chakras. I, I, I don't know as much as probably anybody else. I've just got very basic knowledge about this stuff, but you have like your root chakra and that's red. And that's your, your root chakra. That's the chakra that grounds you. And so a lot of times when you're met, you know, when you're meditating about that chakra, um, they'll do guided meditations where you're thinking about the earth, you know, and you're, you're like rooted to the earth and you're, you know, you're, you're grounded and you're in control and those kinds of things. And then you've got your, your sacral chakra, which like I said, is your pleasure chakra, your sex chakra, your chakra of creativity. And then I honestly don't know what the, what the next one is called, but, but, you know, and then I think it's your solar plexus, your solar plexus chakra. Yeah. And that's like a, a chakra of love and self-acceptance and that kind of thing. And then you've got your throat chakra, which is, which is uh, blue. And it's just about, you know, personal power and verbalizing your truth. And then you've got your third eye and then you've got your crown. And so that's basically just kind of a rundown of what, of what those are in your body. If you want more info on that too, like I encourage you just just Google what are what are is it seven or eight chakras? Do you remember, Julie? There's seven. There's seven. The seven, seven chakras. Yeah. Seven. Okay. Cool. So yeah. So so look up the seven chakras. If, if that was cutting out for you, if you didn't hear that last part, um, that's cool. Just look up the seven chakras. And exactly what Julie's saying is is right. Like there's these like energy discs in a way that are going that are all just kind of making up parts of the whole of your body it seems like have, you know, drastic effects on your day-to-day -day life. If that's releasing energy, if that's storing energy, if that's having the energy in a way turn against you. Um, mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is like in terms of stress, anxiety, pain, that kind of shit too. We're not, we're not also saying too that if your chakras are perfectly aligned, you will never get illness and you will never die. <laughs> Um, thus saith Tyler and Julie, no, but right. you know, it's, it definitely would help. I would imagine. And like, I got my chakras aligned and everything like about a month ago. Um, and it's weird. It's, it is a lot of like clarity in a weird way. Like after you're done, you don't realize that there's a lot of shit that you have kind of pent up in there until you kind of dive deeper and explore kind of your inner mind absolutely. and your inner psyche. A little bit more. Absolutely. That's what I'm and, thinking. You know, absolutely. And I agree. And, and a, a term that comes to mind, you know, you know, our bodies are our house for our spirit. 
I mean, it, it just did, you know, and so they, they are so intertwined. A lot of people get caught up in the fact that they're like such a separate thing, but they're really not. They're very, they're very connected and they very feed off of each other. But, you know, our bodies, our bodies hold trauma, our bodies hold uh, suffering, our body, you know, there's, I've actually met a massage therapist who specialize in, you know, doing trauma work in, you know, therapy, like massage therapy, because there's the, the term that they use is trauma in the tissue, like your body remembers and actually holds a lot of the weight of the traumas that we've experienced in our lives. And that's you're crazy. crazy if you think, yeah, and you're crazy if you think that that doesn't affect things like your chakras, you know, your 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 bodily balance, mm -hmm. your energy balance, your spiritual balance, those things really affect that stuff. And when one's out of balance, it's basically all out of balance, right? So the the, the, yeah. the more we can put, the more intention we can put into kind of trying to address, you know, what are my needs and and what do I need to work through, you know, the, the better we're going to be, the, the healthier we're going to be for sure. And it's, it's like, it's like imagining if you have, you know, one tire that's, you know, completely different from the other three that are on your vehicle, um, <laughs> the, it, yeah. it will have backs. I mean, definitely. If, if you don't think one tire makes a difference, please go down the I-17 in 120 degree weather and tell me differently in Phoenix. Um, <laughs> yes, it does make a difference. And if, yeah. if it's off a little bit too, you can have. This is the whole thing of like alignment issues. If you think of it just in terms of a car or whatever, if you have alignment issues, it's going to affect everything else in your vehicle too. So like if, if you can't have that shit right, I mean, what else are you going to get right? And that's that's maybe exactly. some of the things if, if you feel spiritually stuck, like I felt before, where yeah. you may be in a new journey or whatever too, maybe it is related to your chakras perhaps. And maybe that's yeah. your body trying to tell you something. At least that's what I think. I don't know if, if yeah. you would agree with that or not. I would. I, I would totally 100% agree with that. You know, because like I said, I mean, it's it's all connected. You know, our body, our mind, our spirit, our soul, our mentality, all, all of that stuff just feeds off of each other. It's all bouncing off of each other, you know, a, a thousand times a second. <laughs> I mean, it really is. So like you're saying, if one thing's off, it's all going to feel off. Um and that's, you know, I know for me, it, it can it can become overwhelming trying to think about how to, you know, heal yourself and take care of all these things. But I would just say, just just start with one thing, you know, and that's that's really enough. And let that be enough. Just start with one thing, you know, whatever that is for you, if it's if it's a chakra, if it's a ritual, if it's meditation, if it's prayer, whatever it is, just start with one thing and just hone in on that one thing. And then when you start to feel good and you've got that practice, you know, kind of leveled out and and it, it's easy for you to get into, then maybe start with something else and just kind of work your way into whatever direction your body and your spirit tells you to go. Definitely. And and I was going to say here, not to, not to be so unnatural with our conversation flow, but I was going <laughs> to try to fit the last two questions in here really quick, and then we'll, we sure, can call sure. it after that because we're, we're coming up on an hour here. So I'm curious because these are, these are ones I definitely want to, to, to get your idea on. So, so like, I guess in terms of evil, because I know this, mm -hmm. these are like questions that normally come up, at least questions that I've been asked too, is it, how does your, how does your view of evil kind of help assist with your worldview on things? Is there like, is there a view of evil that you have that's not hellfire brimstone, but like how, how do you view, like if evil things happen, why do evil things happen in that case? Then that's kind of like a, a 
existential human crises it feels like we all go through <laughs> in a way. Sure, sure. <laughs> well, you know, kind of like I said, you know, previously, and maybe I touched on this in our first talk a little bit, but I mean, you know, I I am someone that has kind of let go of these, these um, ideals of like right and wrong or good or bad. You know, I, I just feel like I feel like those terms can actually produce more harm than good. Um, I just I just want to meet people where they're at in their journeys and just hold space for them. Um, and, you know, evil, quote unquote, sin, you know, like I said, you know, it, it, what what are those things? They're, they're our mistakes. Those are the things that help us learn and grow. And I feel like, especially within the Christian faith, there's no space for any of that. We're all just kind of taught to just try to get through life with without failing or falling or or suffering or anything like your goal yeah. especially in and, and even just in western culture in general is like you everybody's just supposed to succeed right and success yeah. can only teach you so much <laughs> like after so long success mm -hmm. only has so many lessons to give you and then the the real you know journey of evolution and the real journey of coming to the coming to the authentic self is is quite often through suffering and what provokes suffering is the bad stuff, you know, quote unquote, the evil stuff, the sin and all that stuff. And so I just have a sense of reverence for those things because that's our, our sin and our, and our evil, our badness. I mean, it's, it's just got so much stuff to teach us and hmm. it's, it's not something that should be feared. I, I don't feel, you know, I, th these are the ways in which we learn and grow, you know? And, and so I actually have a sense of reverence for things like sin and suffering and evil and all that stuff, because it's, you know, we, <laughs> The human experience, we don't we don't learn anything the easy way. A pastor can sit up on a pulpit and tell us, don't do this. You know, don't 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 put your hand in the fire. What are we going to do? Because we don't know. You don't know until you put your hand in the fire. You don't understand that that lesson. Mm. You don't understand that journey until you do it. And so I just I don't know. I, I've just kind of reached more of a an acceptance, just kind of this peaceful acceptance for the way the world is and, and for the, and in terms of your question, you know, why do bad things happen or why is there evil in the world? I wouldn't even call it evil. I would just call it, you know, a manifestation of events that just lead to certain things, you know, and I'll just, I don't know of a better way to explain it than this. When I was working, you know, I, I work in child therapy and there, there was a case that came in one day, this child and I'll spare you the details because it's horrendous. But at the end of that day, I had, I, I called my therapist and I was like, I need, I need a session today. I, like I, I need support. I, I need somewhere to process this. I, I just saw like the most horrendous thing I've ever seen in my life and I need help. And essentially, you know, through talking to my therapist and kind of just, and, and quite honestly, my therapist was actually like shocked at my kind of, um, realization around the the circumstance that I had been witness to that day she was because she wanted she wanted justice and judgment and I was actually you know kind of more on the like oh I feel like this is actually where my energy needs to put into in this situation so basically mm -hmm. a parent had horribly abused a child in a very specific way and um the child died and in 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 processing wow. through this thing you know I was like okay you know, where is this child? Well, as far as I'm concerned, and this is just my truth, and this may not be true for everyone who listens to this, but this is my truth. That child is in the best place she could be. She's, she's in the arms of God. You know, she's, 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 she's on her further journey. She's away from the suffering. She's away from it. She's as far away from that suffering as she could possibly be. 
And that mm -hmm. actually provokes a sense of peace for me. So that leaves huh. you with the sense of like, okay, who's actually suffering now in this circumstance? And the person who's actually suffering in that circumstance is the perpetrator, is the father who's now in jail and isolated, has no support, has been completely judged by everyone around him. There's no hope for him. And I found myself just, I just in that moment just had a well of love and compassion wash over me for that, for that father. Like, mm -hmm. here's this person that needs so much, that needs so much help, that needs so much, you know, assistance with probably the traumas that he's been exposed to. You know, he doesn't know any better, you know, I mean, and so I just, I, I don't know, having those kinds of experiences and those kinds of awarenesses, it makes it hard to just say, you know, people who do bad things are evil and we should just throw them off a cliff, right? Because there's a reason yeah. that those people are like that, you know, it's it's through their own chain of events, it's through their own traumas, it's through you know, their, their own, their own life experiences. And so in, instead of having this, like, well, this is evil and they need to be punished or thrown away. I, I don't know, you know, the humanitarian in me is kind of more on a, a, a plane of like, how do we help this situation? How do we prevent this from happening again? Right. It seems like, you know, people really just want to throw away the bad and the evil, you know, when that's where all of our energy should be going into, it should be going into how do we prevent those things from happening again? And how do we support and get people out of those situations? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, you, you have a practical view of it, which I feel is a lot more refreshing than my token word refreshing. If I can say that, um, yeah. it, it's, it is, it is remarkably nice to hear that because in a way in a way that doesn't just say well some cosmic judge is going to have his day with this person someday because i think you you cut right beyond the bs a lot of times that christianity puts out there which is the us versus them type of mentality it's still us versus them it always feels like it's us versus them if it's you know, well, we're the righteous people, and then there's, you know, the pedos, the child abusers, and all the other fuckheads, which I agree, they are fuckheads, and they're horrible fucking people. There's no doubt about that. And it's, yeah, you know, they, they need to be tried through every ounce of that the law can try against them. I do not doubt that anyone would disagree with that, but I feel like you, you're cutting beyond that bullshit and seeing, isn't it sad that we even had to get to this point in the yeah. first place. Yeah. That it, what, why wasn't there signs of this before to, or else this girl or this, this child would be alive still. Mm -hmm. And it's like, to me, that's, that's rough. Like I, I can't imagine in, in a weird way. Like that's why I feel like Buddhism in so many different ways adds so much kind of clarity to nothingness of it all. Mm -hmm. And yeah. when you start realizing you're like, yeah, she's free from suffering. And, you know, from what it's called like sansara, right? What's suffering? You're free from finally the, the cycle of suffering like this. And maybe it didn't go, it did not end peacefully whatsoever. You know, we, we know that after we all, path away we're hoping that there is just peace eventually that happens with us i feel like that, that's like the human want in me and in everyone is like we just want to be told that it's going to be okay 
because I, I feel like that's that's the human part of it is like, but are we gonna be okay? Because like I feel like that's the the ten year old kid in every one of us, right? Sure. I'm trying not to cry, right? Is it like, no. is it <laughs> it it are we gonna be okay? And I I felt well. I would say I I, I just want to say because I feel like it's a, we are okay. We are okay. We're going to be okay. We are okay. Mm. No matter what happens, it's all going to be okay. Because as far as I'm concerned, you know, God's love and grace is, is, you know, uh, oceans deep (laughs) and, and there's room for all of it, you know, and and that's, you know, at, at the end of all this spiritual mysticism and seeking and stuff, that's, that's, that's literally the message that I've gotten at the end of all of it is that you are Okay. And no matter what happens, it's going to be okay. You are loved. You are accepted. You're whole. And so mm. that's that is the message. That is that I feel that's the message in all of and in, in, in at the end of any spiritual text anywhere, you know, from from now to thousands of years ago, whatever culture you're looking at, you know, I, I do really feel like that's the message. And um, I, I think I wish more people would give themselves permission to believe that. Yeah, and, and that's and it feels like to me like. I feel like you have such a a good outlook on things. It's contagious and not in any <laughs> bad way in 2020. Okay. Not 2020 contagious, but I wanted to get, I wanted to get kind of your, your idea because we keep using the term for you, you know, mystic in a way and, or, you know, or shaman or anything like that, that you prefer. But I'm, I'm just, I'm wanting to know because like it, I, I think that, everyone in their own regard is a mystic but i feel like you mm-hmm. you have really kind of honed in on listening to your heart listening to the things around you to your perception to your you know to your own intuition that i feel like you know like i think what we talked about right before um i think when the last time we talked before this morning um i i just said something along the lines of like I'm, I just want other people to kind of experience that kind of sage advice stuff that you have because it's so good. Like this, this whole two hours is like, it's so quotable from things that you've said, like, (laughs) you know, on any other podcast, whatever, you know, there'd be clips and clips and clips of things that you said on there that are incredibly helpful. But I, I wanted to see too, like, how what is a mystic way i guess you as as a person that that dabbles in the spiritual um as we all do what's your way of looking at 2020 like what do you see like when you look at the landscape here i mean we got we got so many different people here that have passed away from this covid shit we got mm-hmm. you know an orange guy versus another old weird white guy that's remarkably pale and still alive somehow. And it's, it's like, is this the best we have? Like regardless of where you stand politically or anything else, it is this the best that we have is 2020 (laughs) because I feel like everybody's kind of wondering, they're like, okay, if she's tapped into the spiritual shit, how do you spiritually look at 2020 and other than like holy fuck is that a dumpster fire like how do you feel 
Other than oh that. Oh my gosh, I, I just, I just wanted, I saw on Amazon the other day and I wanted to buy it so bad. I think I have to now that I heard you say it, but uh, an action figure, a dumpster fire action figure. And I was like, that is the mascot of 2020. And I want that on every surface in my house <laughs> just to like, you know, embrace it, just embrace the dumpster fire. Right. Because something, something good's going to come out of it. And, and I'll just say, you know, my, my take on 2020, that there is a lot, there is so much, um, transition and suffering and there's there there is there is truly a lot going on in our world this year and 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 i mean in the world but i'll even say especially in our country you know in in america there's i feel not to sound like an eternal optimist but this is this this is really my truth i feel that we are i feel that we are on we are on the brink of a huge uh shift i think i think that there is a huge shift in consciousness occurring right now in the world. And I think that 2020 is kind of in so many ways a result of that um, attempted shift in consciousness. You know, wow. not 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 to to try to come to things through a political standpoint here, but Trump, you know, and and all of his ideals and what he represents, you know, Trump is America's last ditch effort to make things mm. go back to the way they were, right? That this is this is, you know, kind of, you know, probably our 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 older generations and people who just have all of these really, you know, outrageous, you know, conservative views and stuff. This is their last ditch effort to make things not change, you know, yeah. and, and, and it's not, it's not going to work. <laughs> you know, I really don't think it's going to work. I mean, we change is inevitable and evolution is inevitable. And I, you know, I, I really do feel that, um, you know, just kind of how bad things are right now there's purpose behind it because it's gearing us up for the next step for the, for the next step in, in, mm. you know, mental, spiritual, political evolution in the world. Things are always darkest before the dawn. And man, is that true? That, that has been true for me in so many of my experiences and my journeys. And so I don't know, I'm, I, I, you know, I consider myself an outsider kind of looking at this year, just going, wow, look at this, uh, look at this, uh, shit show yeah. <laughs> we got going on here. Yeah. Like, but I'm also I'm also filled with this sense of hope of like what's going to come out of this, you know. I mean, we've got the BLM, you know, which is like just so outstanding and wonderful and great. Um, you know, we're looking at potentially having our first female vice president potentially. I mean, these are yeah. huge monumentous things as well. These are big first big shifts in consciousness and, and vice president. Yes, yes. holy Minority, shit, yeah, is that a glass ceiling broken? Exactly. And, and I mean, you know, I mean, I'll just tell you, I'm definitely ready for a few centuries of female leadership. We've done it with the dudes. You know, we know what that yeah. looks like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, um, the, the papacy. And so, the, the yes. <laughs> Yes, yes. And, and and there's there's value in the masculine, but there's also value in the feminines. True. It's okay to to you know to kind of stop and and hold reverence for a minute and say, like, look at all the suffering, and you know, because that is the reality. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I kind of want to say also just in closing, you know, the the other spiritual practice that I've kind of tried to step into, because you know, when you think of the word the word faith, you know, when I think of that word from you know the doctrine that I was brought up in with it, it's you know, faith is just hoping that things will not be as they are, right? What What do I want out of life? You know, what What do I think I need? You know, what you're just basically just, you know, you're just asking God for a wish list all the time, <laughs> right? Like I just, yeah, I just, you know, perpetual Amazon I have, wish list. 
Yes, exactly. Like I, I want this. God, give me this. I want a bigger house. I want a bigger car. You know, I, I need, you know, just, just give me all the things. And so faith, you know, for me growing up in the, in the, you know, fundamentalist Christian, you know, kind of community that I did, that's really what faith was to me is just like wishing for shit all the time. Right. And, and yeah. really holding no appreciation or reverence for the world as it is. And that, that is a, a, a teaching that father Richard has been touching on a lot, which is, why can we not have faith in reality as it is? Th this is the world that God's given us, you know, or, you know, this is the world that is, this is the universe. This is, why is it so challenging for us to just have faith in reality as it is and believe that, you know, that there's purpose in it, that there's, there's a reason for this suffering. There's a, there's a reason for these things. And so I, you know, hearing that really altered my perspective of what faith really is, you know, and, and I, and I'll tell you, <laughs> the peace that comes with learning how to accept the world as it is and, and finding the beauty in it. That's, that's where real spiritual peace comes in so many ways. Mm -hmm. And so I, I would just say, you know, 2020, you know, give me all you got. I also, I'll also mention in closing this <laughs> month, we've got two full moons and Mercury retrograde hit yesterday. So we're going to come to our better selves if it fucking kills us. Okay. <laughs> like the universe is like, the universe is like, I'm getting all these fuckers to manifest them best, their best selves. If it's going to kill them, I'm just going to keep throwing stuff out there so that we can grow some it's time to evolve. Right. So I just, I, I do, I just have a sense of, of faith and reverence and, and appreciation for the world just as it is right now and believing that, it's all going to be okay. And, and like I said, we are okay because what's the worst thing that can happen? You know, we all something, you know, the world gets blown up or some ridiculous thing. And then what, we're just, we're just reconnected with, with our source that was already there to that's begin true. with. So, that's true. so that's, that's what's kind of my take on 2020. Exactly. I need to work on my Joe Biden voice, and then I could ask the exact same question there too. Is but you know, I'm I'm hoping, I'm hoping for it to give equal to give equal airtime of both sides. But I, oh my God, I I just I I'm so happy though to have had this this entire experience today because it was an experience to me, like hmm. as it always is talking with you, like I. I definitely want to get you on again before the end of the year oh, if, yes. our, if our schedule can line up because I, I want to get I you on it for, for a few more too. Because I, I think like I want to I want to go over with you like I want more like when we when we reconvene I want more on Gnostic gospels and shit too because mm -hmm. that that sounds really fucking interesting. Like, I want to get to like the next time we talk whatever we we got to go in more of like what exactly is you know what are what are the doubts that that you could see you know in different faiths that kind of thing to kind of show like maybe not to poke holes in it but just to show like look it, it's not as sacred of a cow as you think it is this is there's a lot of information out there that is totally been used or weaponized even by the church to keep mm -hmm. women oppressed, to keep women out of especially leadership. Especially by the church. Especially, especially by, the, by church. the church. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Hundred percent agree with that. <laughs> and that's that's something too where it's like the church will have a very strong argument against that. But I don't give a fuck. I would really like to hear your opinion because I've heard their opinion for centuries and for thousands of years. So it's it's very like nothing's changed, obviously. 
So anything progressive or new, I'm I'm interested to hear about too. So we got to get your take on that shit too next time. But Absolutely. before we end, <laughs> <laughs> before we end though, I was gonna say again, how can people um, get in touch with you and, and find you on social media and everything as well. Sure. Absolutely. So I, I, I do, I welcome anybody that would like to just, um, you know, uh, enhance their spiritual community. Anybody that would like to have conversations with me about anything. I'm, I'm so open to that. I, I love having dialogue and discussions about the, the, this subject. Um, on my Instagram, my Instagram handle is badcat138. You're welcome to add me there. And I'm also on Facebook, Julie Arona, O-R-O-N-A. Um, and I welcome any any of you that would like to uh, to communicate with me or touch base with me or open a dialogue with me about anything at all. I would much welcome that. Absolutely. Perfect. Perfect. And I was going to say, too, it might be a, a good idea, too. I'm, I'm still kind of looking at different platforms, too, um, as kind of a plug out there for people. Um, we created a Discord channel. So it's like a like if, if you're familiar with Discord. Um, it's pretty much like a like a chat room kind of thing in that idea where people can pose questions, people can interact and everything too on Discord. Oh, yeah, they have like their own great. app and everything too. So yeah, it's all it's all that. free too. So it, it, that's something too I'll have to put in the link as well. Um, whenever we publish this one to, to kind of get some people maybe added to that. And mm-hmm. you know, if there's questions that come up, please ask. I mean, we like I would love to come back with Julie here you know before the start of the year with some questions like yeah. what questions do you have or like is there rituals you're trying that are working that maybe we haven't heard of um there's all new kinds of shit that's happening all the time and being invented by people so i would love to get your take on it as a listener um if you want to give me your feedback i'd love to hear it um you can also connect with us on our on our podcast page as well um, just through Instagram, this religion recover, I believe it's called religion recover. I still need to verify that again because it's too <laughs> early in the morning for my brain right now. Um, but religion recover on Instagram, you can follow me personally, Tyler S. Montgomery. My first name spelt weird T Y L O R just so you know. Um, but we'll be back here, um, here in the next couple weeks with some new content for you. Please get in touch with Julie. If you have questions too, man freaking let us know we would be more than happy to to feel those for you and figure out what's going on with your life too so um yeah other than that um julie thank you as always you. you you've been more than helpful you've been essential to my growth as a person and in my continuing authenticity as a former pastor gay man in the world today <laughs> wherever the fuck i'm at <laughs> so thank you so i i appreciate you more than a podcast or anything else i appreciate you honestly thank you so much thank you and thank you for giving me a place in in your life and in, and in this podcast to to just have an opportunity to to minister you know minister about my experiences and, and how it can oh, yeah. help others and i um I, I really appreciate it thank you so much friend of course. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. And we'll be back with Julie here soon with some more content. Thank you. Thank you, friends. Thanks. Namaste. <laughs>